We welcome you to this edition of Your Health, New Hampshire. Glad to have you with us today on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And on today's edition of Your Health, New Hampshire, we are going to discuss our story, the Our Story New Hampshire Project. And joining us in studio are Kirsten Dursey, MPH, which is Master of Public Health, not miles per hour, uh, who currently leads Our Story New Hampshire and the Storytelling Project. Sarah Kennedy McPhee is with us, also MPH, who has worked in public health for over 20 years in both New Hampshire and Massachusetts within the public and private sectors, and in studio. Once again is the Associate Director of Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, and that is Jody Harper. Jody, great to have you with us again yeah, here on the show. great to be back. Thank you, Ken. I'm great. I'm really excited to be here today, and especially this story, or this this episode is really exciting for me as someone who grew up very eagerly just devouring my grandpa's stories about his dad's immigration coming from the Netherlands and some of the other family and rural stories from where I grew up. We're thrilled to have Kirsten and Sarah here to talk a little bit about the awesome project that they're doing here in New Hampshire. So I don't know which of you want to take this first question, but I'm hoping you can just talk to us a little bit about what is our story. Sure. Um well, thank you for having us and inviting us, Jody. We're happy to be here. Um, so let's see. We are in the second year of this project, the Our Story New Hampshire project, where we have been collecting stories from across our state related to the time period of the COVID-19 pandemic, not necessarily even about COVID-19, but just about their individual personal experiences during that particular time. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. We've been having a really good time. Now, Kirsten, I, I think you told me off the air prior to the show that uh, you came up with this idea and brought it to Sarah. Yes. Well, um, I was in the lucky or unlucky position of, <laughs> of um, working along with a lot of other people in New Hampshire uh, in public health during the, the height of the pandemic. And, um, you know, Sarah and I are, are, have done a lot of storytelling work together. And we're very aware that often in the world, our world, in public health, we can often very quickly lose yeah. the uh, individual stories, the real human experience. Uh, it can get buried in loads and loads of data, which is critically important, but we, we often lose the really personal experience. And so... Um, during that time, it, it just occurred to me that this may be an opportunity to bring some storytelling into the work. And so I immediately went to Sarah uh, because uh, Sarah and I have done this work together and asked her, you know, would you co-lead this project with me? And she agreed. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and there you go. And it's, it's still ongoing. It's not quite complete as yet, correct? That's right. We, we have been very... Um, 
lucky to have been uh, generously awarded two years of funding from the New Hampshire Charitable Foundation and also some additional funding from the Tillotson Fund um, to keep this project running for two years. And um, although we're, you know, we don't really consider ourselves out of the pandemic uh, now, just in a different stage of it, mm-hmm. we continue to collect stories, but we will be closing out this sort of active story collection portion of the project uh, in the next few months. So tell us uh, what what kind of stories we're, we're talking about. Is it stories of what people did uh, during the pandemic, what they had to go through? Some, I'm sure there were some great stories. I'm sure there were some sad stories uh, as well. They probably yeah. run the gamut, correct? They sure do, yeah. You know, um, when we bring this opportunity to um, groups of people or to individuals, um, oftentimes we get a response from people saying, oh, I don't really, I don't have a story. I, 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 I don't know what kind of story you're looking for. And we have to just remind people that we all have lots of stories that we can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we try to do is to create that space where they can create or tell and share their story. And if they give us consent, they share it with the project. But yeah, there's been a lot of um, stories about how people pass the time. There has been stories about, excuse me, happened stories about um, what people did during, um, you know, when we were all working from home or having kids at home, um, going to school online, that kind of thing. Um, We've had people share experiences about having COVID or having loved ones have COVID, um, loss, college graduations, um, virtual, coming to mind, virtual um, final that a music student did over the computer instead of doing, yeah, instead of doing it um, in person, her singing final, that was pretty cool. Um, Lots of really great stories. Yeah. One thing we, we've sort of noticed over the course of two years is that earlier on we were often collecting uh, stories that you know people were still sort of in more of a crisis mode, making adjustments, changing the way that they operated, or really like um, deep in the depths of what the pandemic was, was how it was impacting them day to day. And now we find that people are a little bit more reflective, uh, thinking about what they've learned, how they've changed, um, you know, and and sometimes some, uh, you know, more silver linings or or lessons learned that have come out of that. Oh, that's interesting. And now you both were talking about how you did storytelling before this project. So Mm -hmm. how did you get into storytelling in general? Well, <laughs> we're, I mean, you know, yeah. we're both creative people. Right. Um, Sarah uh, does sort of voice uh, voiceover work as a voiceover uh, artist, mm-hmm. and I'm a photographer. So, you know, we we both sort of bring a creative edge to mm-hmm. the work that mm-hmm. we do, and we're both very interested in the human story and the human experience, and brought that work to our work in public health, and we just happened to. 
uh, be lucky enough to be connected with an organization uh, in California that was sort of leading edge work in digital storytelling. Um, we started doing projects. We did a project around HIV, uh, storytelling around HIV in New Hampshire early yeah. on. That was our first project. Yep. And, um, you know, we just it sort of caught the bug, as we like to say. You know, Definitely. It, <laughs> we, yeah. we had, there was a free webinar on um, digital storytelling and public health. And I was like, I got this. And I said, oh, I'm going to sign up for this. Do you want to sign up for that? <laughs> yeah. And we both did. And the rest is history. We've been hooked ever since. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that is something. Yeah. So we're going to hear examples of, of yes. some of these stories as we continue today. And, and the first one we have in this segment is entitled, New Hikers. Yes. Who wants, who wants to tell us about that Yes. Yeah, so this is a, a story uh, we collected fairly early on in the project. Um, a woman um, from New Hampshire who's uh, reflecting on her uh, experience uh, and how something shifted during the pandemic related to something that she really loves to do. All right. So why don't we hear uh, New Hikers, part of the storytelling project. For years, we have hiked every weekend and taken a selfie to mark the occasion. The goal? To rediscover the real New Hampshire, full of bugs, rocks, and roots. Our walks were solitary, meeting an occasional hiker, nodding a quiet hello, or stopping to pet a dog while resting. In March 2020, we pulled into a usually empty dirt parking lot and couldn't find a place to park. Cars from Massachusetts, trucks from Vermont, all crowding into a lot designed for three or four cars. Parked cars trailed down the dirt road. We hiked wearing masks. Short waves and puppy love were replaced by people who hadn't stepped into the woods in years. We saw waterfalls through fresh eyes of people in awe of what we saw every weekend. It brought a whole new appreciation to the hike. When the rest of the world was slowing down, our world became bustling. Our socially distanced tribe of hikers grew behind masks. Very good. That is called uh, New Hikers. I'm sure a lot of people got into hiking uh, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No no doubt about that. So uh, we we will talk further when we uh, continue with the show this afternoon or or this morning, depending on when our audience is hearing it. And uh, and we'll talk about how the stories were collected. How did you come up with uh, the people who who told uh, these stories? Yeah. Um, so w- one of the things that was we had a couple goals with this project. One was to open space for people to get outside out of themselves a story that they may have been holding inside. Um, and then we also wanted to ensure that we were uh, creating a historical record of this time in New Hampshire. Outstanding. We'll talk more about that when we continue on Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And we're discussing the Our Story New Hampshire project, which is still underway. But uh, we're giving you a little uh, sneak preview uh, today here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com with Sarah Kennedy McPhee, uh, Kirsten Dursey, and Jody Harper from AHEC right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Stay with us. (music) 
Welcome back to this edition of Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And today we're talking about an exciting new project that has been underway for a couple of years, really. It is the uh, Our Story New Hampshire uh, project. And joining us in studio today, Sarah Kennedy McPhee, Kirsten Dursey, and from AHEC, uh, Jody Harper. So, Jody, take it away. Yes, thanks, Ken. So before we, when we were wrapping up our last segment, we were talking a little bit about how the pandemic really brought about this project and how it was really a great connector and a great way for people to to see value in their stories. And so could you talk a little bit more about what have you heard throughout the course of this experience? Well, we, you know, we, we believe in the power of story and, um, and we, you know, we know that story is sort of the, the, the earliest means of communications between human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for many, 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 many millennia, people have told stories to connect, um, to understand the world that they're in and to understand somebody else's world. And so um, we know, you know, that, that that was a critical piece of moving our communities, all of our communities and our collective New Hampshire community through and out of this really incredible event that we experienced together, which was the COVID pandemic. And um, so, you know, we we did the work that we know how to do, which is to bring lots of people to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we brought lots of partners to the table and then did the work of moving the project out to capture as many disparate and diverse voices as we can. Because one of the things that is really important for us to sort of acknowledge and 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 work on is the fact that our history is a collection of stories and those stories are told often and only by people who have a powerful position at that time in history yes and so we lose the really the sense of an equitable voice of really understanding the full range of experience and so for this project it it became really critical for us that if we were going to build a historical record of story that we did it with as diverse and equitable a voice as possible. And so um, we relied a lot on our partners mm-hmm, to, yeah. to move out and work with organizations, groups, individuals. We, we've we collected stories, I think, now from every county in the state. Almost. Almost, Almost. every. We've we're got, missing yeah, one still. We'll, we'll continue to work on. We're coming to Sullivan County in December. Yes. Okay. And, then right. we, and then we will have hit every county in the state. Uh, we, you know, we have not uh, we we do not have a story from every town in the state. We wish oh, okay. we did, um, but we but we do have a story from every county in the state, and um, and we did some very targeted work as well in the North Country. Yeah, and we worked closely with um, our partners, as Kirsten said, uh, in the formation and um, development and then promotion of the project. Uh, but we also were guided by some community members through our project council. Awesome. Yeah. to who have um, diverse backgrounds um, to help us in the framework of um, how we were going to share this project out, create opportunities, um, and also just for the general sort of promotion and, and identifying of storytelling opportunities. 
Yeah, who were some of the organizations that you partnered with to make this happen? Yeah, of course. Um, well, we partnered with Granite State News Collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, we partnered with the New uh, Hampshire State College, mm-hmm. the New Hampshire awesome. Equity Collective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Southern New Hampshire AHEC uh, serves as our fiscal sponsor, which mm-hmm. we're incredibly grateful for. Um, so yeah, so we uh, yeah, and then then we've you know, worked with uh, lots of other either sector, public health, community health workers, healthcare mm-hmm. workers. Um, we've worked with um, theater groups. Yeah, very um, cool. We worked with, we worked directly um, in a, um, a North Country focused project with um, the Colonial with Theater, the Colonial theater oh, in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, to really target some story collection in the North Country and, and really uh, understand their very unique experience during mm-hmm. this time. And, uh, and lots of other individuals. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We've been very lucky. Yeah, and I think your your emphasis on wanting to make sure that those voices that are historically marginalized are heard and recorded in this project is so important. I was wanting to do like a happy dance, like say it louder for the people in the back. Um, it's really it's really very thoughtful and very incredible. And one of the reasons at AHEC we love working with you guys for this project so much. Um, have there been any areas of the state or any populations that have been especially receptive? Um, you know, we um, we've we've collected a, a large number of stories from Hillsborough County. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had lots of interest from uh, the you know the community health worker population yeah. who mm-hmm. sort of really like are very focused in understanding the whole mm-hmm. person and their mm-hmm. human experience as part of the work that they do. Um, you know, and and then, I mean, we, what, you know, this probably is not going to be a surprise to anyone uh, in New Hampshire, but New Hampshire is full of amazing storytellers, right? right? Mm-hmm. It is part of our culture, I think, yeah. that, that very Yankee, like, storyteller um, culture. And so we have found amazing storytellers in every every corner of this state. That's so cool. Uh, I was up in North Conway last week um, talking to some seniors, getting stories, Mm -hmm. and they were very happy to share what life was like in the valley. Um, And, you know, the culture of that particular area is just was very present and something they're very proud of and was a really great honor to work with them. And it's just we just enjoy it so much. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it really. I think honor is is yeah. the the word that always comes to mind. Yeah. It, it it really is an honor to have somebody allow you to hear their sort of very unique um, experience, <laughs> authentic experience. Yeah, and I know you both are public health professionals, but mm-hmm. I think you're honorary social workers because as a social worker, <laughs> that innate curiosity and wanting to share and understand people that you know, I, I bestow on you your honorary social work Thank titles. You. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure people are wondering, you know, what's in the works for uh, the the Story New Hampshire project? I mean, where can people get access yeah. uh, to these stories? Well, we have a website, um, and uh, it's it's uh, uh, ourstorynh.com, mm-hmm. and uh, that website, you can go to that website, and you can do a couple things there. You can see what upcoming, you know, workshops or projects we have happening. You can add 
a story. Uh-huh. There's an okay. online portal. If you want to add a story yourself, you can. Um, you also can uh, watch or listen to or read <laughs> or the stories that have been added to the project. And when uh, we add stories to the project, g- assuming that people give us consent to do that, um, and that's the storyteller's choice to do that, um, we then map them. Uh, so there's oh, cool. a map of New Hampshire, so you oh. can sort of see, eh, you know, I really am curious about what people in my part of the state were really sure. experiencing. Yeah. And you can go right there and listen to them. We have audio stories. We have d- digital stories, which are audio-visual stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a couple other stories that are just uh, imagery and some that are just written. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a, a wide variety of, yeah. of yeah. Uh, the ways to uh, present these stories. Yeah. That mm-hmm. That is terrific. And we're going to be hearing uh, more of them as we progress on the program today. In fact, we have one coming up called uh, Wilton Stories. What can you tell us about Wilton Stories? Um, so the Wilton story that we're going to listen to um, in a minute was collected during the Wilton Sustainability Fair back in April, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our project council members presented this opportunity for us. And we have um, a couple of teams that we have recruited and hired for this project to go out and do these kinds of events where they collect audio-only stories in response to a prompt. Um, And at this one, um, you know, they might say, tell us about your experience during the pandemic. And then the person just responds and it goes, you know, maybe a minute, maybe a few, a few minutes. And then whenever they're done, they're done. So that was, that is one of the, so we're going to listen to one of the stories. We are uh, right now, as a matter of fact, (laughs) on, uh, on your health, New Hampshire. One memory that I have of the COVID COVID pandemic in New Hampshire, specifically in Wilton, was um, Wilton Cares was a group that was brought together to bring food to people who were um, shut in and who were not able to get out, um, people who were elderly perhaps, and the whole town pitched in and it was a really beautiful thing. Um, A a lot of us sewed masks. I think I I did about 250 masks um, during that time and we hung them outside on, on a a wooden rack and when people would come and they would take the masks that they needed um, we made them for children we made them for adults and um, we made them in all kinds of bright colored clothing you know fabric and um, it was a it was a nice community sense a feeling a sense of community yeah lots of creativity uh, during COVID and, uh, and and then I'm sure the, these people who uh, came up with uh, talents and ideas they never even thought they <laughs> they were uh, you know capable of or Absolutely. knew that they had and uh, the, many of these stories uh, you'll be able to hear or, or read for yourself or watch for yourself on uh, our story New Hampshire project and the uh, website again is our O U R story N H com Is that up and running right now? It, it is. Up. Yes, it is. All right. Very yep. good. And uh, check that out as you listen to the program today here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. The show is Your Health, New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And uh, we will be right back. Stay with us.
Welcome back to this edition of Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL and htalkradio.com. Presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, a program that focuses on wellness and health education. In studio today, uh, we have uh, Kirsten Dursey, and Kirsten uh, is uh, an MPH, and that is a Master of Public Health, who currently uh, leads the uh, R Story New Hampshire uh, storytelling, uh, storytelling Project. Sarah Kennedy McPhee is here, also uh, MPH, who has uh, worked in public health for over 20 years in both New Hampshire and Massachusetts within the public and private sector. And Jody Harper is here, an Associate Director of Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. And again, we're talking about the Our Story New Hampshire uh, project, which is a very intriguing one. That was, uh, uh, I, I think, founded a couple of years back uh, during the height of the uh, the pandemic. And so, Jody, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, thank you, Ken. I think I, I'm really loving the show so much for a whole lot of reasons. And really, we've talked a lot about how stories connect us and how stories really have been part of, I mean, even before there was written word, there was story. And so how, can we talk a little bit about how story impacts our body? body and and take it into our our body and the science of a story yes yes and um and i uh i would encourage people if they're interested in this to really uh dig in and and look at some of the new newer research that's been done on the neuroscience and particularly neurochemistry and neurobiology science related to story and the brain. Um, because, uh, you know, there many, many people much uh, smarter than me can tell you a lot <laughs> about it. Um, but what we do know uh, is, um, you know, as you said, Jody's story is the sort of the the original communication form between yeah. human beings, and often, you know, originally it was intended to help people understand the world that they were in, to understand where danger was in the world, mm-hmm. and by understanding other people's experience, it was a protective factor to to be able to tell story and hear story, um, and so you know for. For all of our human experience, story has been at the forefront of how we communicate with each other. Um, But science has just sort of caught up, right, Um, to what community has always known. Um, And and what science can tell us and, and has studied extensively looking at you know, MRIs or other uh, chemical studies of what's happening in the brain. When you are hearing an authentic uh, story, the your brain is firing, you know, sometimes at five, six times greater than it really? is, um, you know, on, in, a, in any normal conversation. Oh, and so cool. And, and, <laughs> and at the same time, it is releasing um, these very powerful chemicals, you know, uh, uh, oxytocin and, and dopamine mm-hmm. and cortisol. And and these are doing things like making us feel good, um, but most importantly, it's helping the brain do something that's uh, I think called mirroring, which is where you're not only sympathizing with the the experience you're hearing, but you're beginning to empathize. You're beginning to feel yeah. the same emotions that the storyteller is feeling. We know that that alone leads to what we call pro-social behavior, which is the behaviors that we do to protect each other, to make our communities better. And so storytelling 
when done well, um, when done with an authentic voice, um, when done with care for the storyteller, um, is an incredibly powerful tool for building and strengthening community. I think now it makes sense to me why I love the Moss Story Hour on NPR so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And it, it also has been proven to be very, very powerful for the storyteller as well in terms of reducing stress and anxiety. Um, and so, um, you know, but again, that really is reliant on building a very safe and protected space mm-hmm. for that storyteller. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that just makes me think about my therapy clients and and how I can have them starting to use their story as a part of a therapeutic process. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and I think uh, people, uh, you know, really enjoy hearing other people's stories uh, that are just normal people who are relating stories that uh, that they tell. And I, I think the listener often says, boy, I, I thought I was the only person who felt that way you know, right. you know, mm-hmm. or and that sort of thing or had that idea about a topic of some kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think it's very relatable. And uh, you two have done a, an amazing job in, uh, in putting this whole project together. And it has to be pretty gratifying for both of you, I'm sure. We just get to say how lucky we are yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time, basically, we're, we're working on this project, um, that it's just something we believe in and um, we know makes a difference, but it's also just so great to be leading this work and talking about it here with you all and, um, you know, ensuring that, that people's stories are, are shared and heard and um, taken care of. We want to yeah. protect their stories. I yeah. think that's that's and it really has something to, that's It has to be us. therapeutic, too, just to tell the story. Yes. Because most people, uh, for the most part, don't have an audience that's yeah. right. for their stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm on the radio on a regular basis. If I want to <laughs> tell a story about myself or something I've encountered, I, I have an audience, or at least I hope I do, that, that listens to it. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who don't. That's right. right. You know, especially if they're, you know, if they if they live alone or, you know, they're elderly and, and don't have any family around and that, that sort of thing. They want their stories to be heard, and you have given mm-hmm. them a platform to do, to do just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we often say that the, sort of our greatest honor is bearing witness to other mm-hmm. people's mm-hmm. Um, experiences and um, and, and we really mean that. I mean, it, it truly is an honor to um, to be allowed to hear um, what people have experienced and often what people have held inside for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah, I heard you talking about how you are really intentional in making sure to protect a story once people are sharing that. Can you talk a little more about what does that protection and control of story look like? Yes. I can. Um, So going into this work, and even before this project, we talked about a a little bit about our previous work, um, we need to think about what is our ethical framework for, you know, hearing, um, for collecting, um, and potentially sharing people's stories, because they are very personal. in first-person representations of their lives. Um, And so in doing so, um, we really want to make sure that 
first things first, Kirsten said it before, but that we're going to protect the storyteller. You know, mm-hmm. the, the storyteller is always number one. So we want to make sure that they feel safe and comfortable. Um, we, in this project, we are also um, allowing people to, if they want to share their story, but they don't want to share their name, they can share it anonymously. Mm-hmm. And if they share their name, they're only sharing their first name um, because we don't need their last name, you know. Um, and um, we're also making sure that the story belongs to the storyteller. So the story does not belong to the project. It does not belong to the partner organizations or the state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it belongs to the storyteller. And if they choose to share that story with our project and they give us consent to do so, um, then you know we will take care of it and putting it up on our website in whatever format they would like us to do so. Um, also, they, you know, they can choose to give us consent to share it with media organizations mm-hmm. like uh, this one. And the stories that we are listening to today have all get granted us with that level of consent. Um, so that's just some of the ways that we go about um, c- protecting the stories. Also, if somebody changes their mind, and they have decided to share their story with the project, and then they decide, I don't really think I want to share it with the project anymore. We'll take it down. Of course, okay. we can't. We tell them we can't go back in time, and you know, the, and and ta- have taken off the internet entirely. But um, but we will take it off the website immediately if that's what they ask us to do. Were you surprised about some of the openness that the people had when telling their stories? Um. Hmm. That's a great question. Surprise. You know, I'm I I guess I'm always a little bit surprised, you know, that people are and I probably shouldn't be at this point <laughs> surprised, but you know, they, it takes a, a tremendous amount of bravery to share a personal story and then to take the additional step of sharing it publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it's it's a a very vulnerable process. Um and which is why we take such care with consent and really think about consent as as a, a pro, an ongoing process and not a one-time event. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's a lot of bravery um, that we have witnessed. That's Kirsten Dursey. We also have Sarah Kennedy McPhee in studio, along with Jody Harper from AHEC. And the program is Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL and htalkradio.com. Our topic today is Our Story New Hampshire Project, which we've been discussing and will continue uh, to discuss in our final segment and uh, hear another example of uh, you know one of the stories that have been uh, shared uh, on their website and we will share it with you today right here on WKXLNHtalkradio.com. Please stay with us. We welcome you back. To this edition of Your Health, New Hampshire, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. 
presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education. This program focuses on wellness and health education. And our topic today is Our Story New Hampshire, a great project uh, that is ongoing. It has not stopped, folks. It's an ever-moving cycle here of uh, stories that uh, people are sharing of their experiences and uh, how they uh, occupied themselves and, uh, you know, how they made the uh, time during the pandemic uh, a little bit more tolerable <laughs> in, in many cases. And uh, joining us in studio today, Sarah Kennedy McPhee, Kirsten Dursey, and uh, Jody Harper from uh, AHEC. And uh, I, I am correct, uh, ladies, that this project is continuing. It's not over, far from over, right? That's correct. Uh, we are still in the actively collecting stories process. Um, we will be closing out that part of the project in the next months. So, uh, you know, we, we absolutely encourage people to uh, go to our website. If they'd like to share a story there, they can. There's a portal there that you can mm -hmm. follow the directions and upload your story. Um, also, you know, watch our calendar. We have a couple uh, events uh coming up um in, uh, one in um newport newport december 2nd yes thank you and um and a few uh targeted workshops that sarah and i will be running and then you know and then we'll be closing out this portion of the project um we we have collected uh to the project uh over 150 stories at this point um and uh we'd like to get as many in as we can before we end this this part we'll continue to host the the website yeah um so people will be able to go and listen to the stories watch the stories and we're also going to be working on um trying to bring uh some kind of limited traveling exhibit of stories around the state so we're looking for partners mm -hmm. uh, organizations locations that might want to host an event um, and they can reach out to us uh on our website uh if if they'd like Mm -hmm. And that is OurStoryNH.com? That's correct. Okay. Yes, and for those of you listening online, you can find that right on our show page. Mm -hmm. All right, outstanding, even better. And uh, so uh, on December 2nd, you have an event in Newport. What can people expect if they uh, show up in Newport on the 2nd of December? Well, it's actually at the uh, Newport Public Library, Okay. and it's a story station. So like we listened to the Wilton story, it's kind of a similar yeah. uh, format, different event, or different location. Um, and uh, actually, you can go direct. You can go to our website, which will then take you to the Newport Public <laughs> Library website to sign up. They have a really nice um, system there where you can just find a time, twenty minutes, and um, you will just uh, share your audio story. And as appreciation for attending the event, um, you get a twenty dollars gift card for gas or groceries. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. That's very nice. That's a nice incentive. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> outstanding. So, uh, again, that's uh, December the 2nd at mm -hmm. the Newport Public Library. What time? It is, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I think it's 1030 to 1. I'd have to double check. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very good. But you can get more information on the website, ourstorynh.com. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, we want to, uh, before we have to wrap things up today, want to hear uh, one more of the stories that we have for you today. And this one is called 
the haircut. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could use one of those myself. <laughs> uh, but uh, at any rate, tell us a little bit of the background of the story. Yeah. Um, so this was a, a story we collected at a workshop in Concord. And um, this was a, a gentleman from New Hampshire who uh, talks about uh, something that I think a lot of us thought a lot about um, over the pandemic, which was how do we get our hair cut? <laughs> and when do we get our hair cut? But he sort of um, thinks about it in terms of um, the his connection to his community and taking care of his community. And, and it's a wonderful story, and we're happy to share it. All right. Let's see. Here, the haircut. My hair has not been subject to a barber's scissors for the past three years. I consider its length a measure of time. The time until the little COVIDs are under control worldwide. It's my private action to empathize with those impacted by the pandemic. As my hair has grown longer, so has the distance and FaceTime with my children. Confined to my two-room apartment, I've turned to contemplation of my surroundings. I've become aware of the tiny particles that make up my body and make up the world my world. However, I've become aware that they exist far beyond my rooms. So I stepped outside, contemplating a vast reality across the lake, the mountains, and through the cosmos where time and distance merge. How vast is the sum of the particles that coalesce into suns, planets, black holes, and dark matter, overwhelming those nasty COVIDs. Cutting my hair will be a testimony to the arrival of renewed, healthy humanity. Outstanding. And and that is called the haircut. And I'm sure a lot of people uh, could relate to that uh, during uh, during COVID, uh, when all the little COVIDs were around. uh, (laughs) But uh, in terms of getting a haircut and uh, or getting your hair done. uh, So uh, that's that's a very relatable story that people can identify with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe the most wonderful part of this project is. Um, how the stories are all different, but they all have so many themes that sort of cross over, you know, in terms of uh, their people's own experiences and the, the belief and, and feelings that they have about caring for their neighbors and understanding their neighbors. Um, you know, the, the politics, the belief system, the, you know, the reaction to public health, all may be different and yep. certainly mm-hmm. are. Um, but uh, there are so many things that connect us and, and that's evident in every one of these stories. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I'm sure there were some initially uh, reluctant to share the stories, but then uh, I'm sure after they finished telling them, they were very happy that they did. Definitely. Yeah. People almost always, I can't think of a time when they haven't, but Mm. (laughs) I'll just say almost always, um, enjoy the process and, and realize that it was a good, something good for them that they did. And um, I will say, too, another thing that we do is we give them a copy of their story. Ah, oh, great. cool. Yeah. Forgot to mention that yeah. before. Yeah. So they um, can have a, a copy of it, whether it's an MP3 or um, if it's a, a video, you know, they get a copy of it if it's something that w- that we work on with them. Oh, that is terrific. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that, that is uh, great news. And uh, so there's still more opportunities for people to uh, record their stories or submit their stories. And you take them, uh, whether they, uh, you know, do it, uh, you know, in a, in a speaking fashion or uh, if they write it. Would you, would you take accept that as well? Absolutely. Yeah. We, the, the website or, or any workshop, we're able to collect written stories, um, audio, video, mm-hmm. Uh, interpretive video of interpretive dance, music, whatever it is that people, uh, whatever form their story takes, uh, we will accept and collect. And um, yes, we're we're happy. We've had people do poetry, yep. prose, wow. all kinds of things. Wow. Yes, and well. if people are just to add, if if um, people want to participate but aren't sure how to do, to create their story. There is an option on our website for a form that oh. they can fill out. Oh, okay. It's a like yeah. a prompted form to uh, share their story and what they learned about themselves um, during this time and what they would like future generations to know. So that's another way that they can participate if the other options aren't speaking to them for whatever reason. Yeah, it sounds like you've done a really phenomenal job of making sure there's no wrong door for entry. Anybody at any level can get involved. Um, I just think about how, how what benefit this is for someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of self-confidence or doesn't really feel like they have anything to offer. Mm. My mom is a brilliant quilter, and she's like, oh, no, I'm not all that good. I just follow a direction. I said, no, mom, like, your stuff is talented. Mm-hmm. And she'd be the same way with her storytelling. Mm-hmm. So granted, she's in Michigan, and so we wouldn't collect her story here. But um I think that there's something to learn for everybody in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and the content again is uh, so so relatable, and uh, we we thank you, ladies, very much uh, for being with us here today. Sarah Kennedy McPhee and Kirsten Dursey, and of course uh, Jody and Jody, uh, tell us about those Walk with East classes. How yes, are they going? Yes, yes. So make sure that before the snow starts to fly, you get your walking on. Um, you can sign up anytime for the self-directed class. You don't have to wait for a full group. That one is at startwalkwithease.org slash NHDHHS and you can always head to our AHEC website to check out what other classes are upcoming for chronic disease self-management, chronic pain self-management, and another equity and storytelling workshop that's going to be happening on November 14. So be sure to check out our show notes for more info. And that website is? Yes, uh, the show notes for the the page here, but at Southern New Hampshire AHEC S-N-H-A-H-E-C dot org. And uh, our story NH is, uh, they have a website as well, ourstorynh.com for Our Story, the Our Story New Hampshire Project. And uh, once again, ladies, a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for sharing your story on the program today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It it is our pleasure. And you've been listening to Your Health New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center, the program that focuses on wellness and health education right here on WKXL and NHTalk. Talk Radio.com. Thanks for listening.